Hey y'all, it's the Dastardly Gentleman Podcast. How we all doing tonight? Tonight we have just me and Frank. Say hi, Frank. Hey. Tonight we're gonna talk that was about. The best I got. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's all you got. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it is. It's fine. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Serious face. Okay, okay. It's a little choppy tonight. I apologize. We are having some nonstop technical difficulties, but uh, we still wanted to put the show on for you. So, sorry in advance, but here we are. It's because Neil's computer still runs on dot matrix. <laughs> I actually Not have a very matrix. powerful computer eight years ago. Oh, shit. You Sorry. shut your face. I can't help it. It's my life. You're not <laughs> supposed to tell me how to live it. It's now or never. So tonight we're going to be talking about this weird internet phenomenon. Phenomenon. It's uh, not weird. Okay, it's perfect. It's everything that you need in your life. Everything? It is. Absolutely. Oh. Well, all right then. Um, if you haven't heard about this new Super Mario Brothers game that's coming out for the Switch. I suggest going and taking a look. I think it's a it's a it's a rehash, right? Uh yeah, it's like a Super Mario Wii U again. Yeah, because that's all that Nintendo has had to do is just remake the games that they've already made before and then make them exponentially more expensive. Uh it's usually like thirty bucks when they remake it though. It's not the original sixty, you know? Okay, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, so they, they they resell Mario, you know, and they're like, it's $9.99. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Mario? Like, super, the one that came with, originally came with Duck Hunt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's $9.99. Well, that's, that's fucking insane. That's bonkers bananas insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not... It's not how I like it. I don't like that. It's it's terrible. But anyway, continue. So there's this there's gonna be this new feature, right? This new feature in the feature. game where mandatory it, mandatory exploration, where you can be um, you can get a power up like a mushroom, but it's got like a little crown on it. It's like pink, and and, and it turns you it turns you into peach. Like, a variant of Peach. Uh, like, it's you, uh, Peachified. Peach hybrid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like the queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, obviously the internet went all fucky with it, as, uh, what's his name, ProZD says? <laughs> sure. He says... He says he does say that a lot. I'm sure at some point in his life he said that a lot. That the uh, internet just took it and ran with it, just like uh, what was it? Rule, uh, what was it? Thirty two, thirty six, something like that. Thirty four. Thirty four. Rule thirty four, where you take something you see on the internet, and if there's no porn that exists for it, you make that porn. You have to. It's it's the it's you the... know that there is two. There are two sections to rule thirty four. Rule thirty four says there is porn of it. And if you find something in the case of this mushroom where there is no porn of it, then you're under obligation to make porn of it. It's the rules. That, that is the rules. Them's, them's and, the rules. We didn't write them. And it's, and it's amazing because like it came out, it came out of a little four page, a little four frame comic 
that's how it started yeah where you know uh, mario is trying to get hitched to peach and she says no and then it's cut shows mario being sad and then it has bowser and then bowser trans looks at him and holds up the little peach mushroom and then he puts it on and then in the next frame peach and luigi are playing tennis and peach's eyes are about that big in her head and bowser is a smoking hot big titty blonde and mario's you know, arm in arm with her. It, it's 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 literally amazing. And some of the artwork that's come from it, um, because it they basically based that character. Uh, to me, it looks like, as far as I can tell, that they have based Bowser's Bowsette's character design off of. Um, uh, there's a there's an anime called um, the Dragon Maid of uh, Miss Kobayashi, and it looks almost identical to her. And, and that's fine because it, it's really it's adorable. I mean, Bowsette is adorable. I, it, the the internet has just absolutely like blown up with this thing, and there there are so many connotations and so many things that in in the in the spirit of this particular event that say you know fuck you to a lot of present Western. Uh, ideologies and it i'm just like this is what we needed <laughs> is it what we needed i mean is this the answer to all of our problems it's not the answer to all of our problems but it's definitely like you know um it, it's a uh, it's like the conversation between uh Mercutio and T tibble you know i i buy my like do you bite your thumb at me i don't i i bite my thumb but i don't bite my thumb at you sir so it's like i'm making i'm making common i'm it's almost like they're making dialogue and commentary about the way that the the West has decided to depict itself and the internet is turning it on its head where, you know, because it's funny because we, you know, we have like the same groups of people who are get crazy about different feminist ideologies and, you know, the objectification of women and, and whatever. And then, but then you take, you take Bowsette who was Bowser, a non-human monster and then make it a very human female, but was male, and then people are objectifying the crap out of him. And, and meanwhile, like all of these, like these high flutin', you know, red uh, red cookbook waving, uh, bra burning feminists and and other uh, anti Western ideologues are like, I don't see any problem with that. I mean, this is literally exactly what you guys get fucking mad at all the time. And, like, you guys are fine with it now. You're fine with it now, and I don't understand it. I literally don't understand it. Because, like, was it, like, not even not even two weeks ago we were talking about uh, Soul Calibur Five, And so Ivy wears a battle thong, but she still kicks literally everybody's ass. Her character is built to be a dominatrix. That's, like, her fighting style is everything about her is being a dominatrix. It has been for, like, the last fucking almost 20 years. And then Bowsette comes along, and everyone's like, oh. It's cute, and then like all the porn that comes with it, you know, they're, they're like, they're like, well, it's not a big deal. Like, how is this literally any different? Right. But some, but for some reason it is. For some reason it is, and I and I don't understand why. You know, like what is the disconnect between Ivy's state of dress in a in a semi serious fighting game to a quasi joke Bowser being, for all intents and purposes trans and objectified because it um checks the boxes that they want checked well i want right. i want the transgendered uh community to be represented also the lizard right. community 
But, but let's put that now. So, so the so he went from from female female monster or from male monster to female. I don't know sex monster, and they, and and now it's fine. It's. Hold on. Say it again. It, 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 whatever. So it's completely fine? Yeah, it, it, it's completely fine. I mean, like, as far as, like, you know, these, these people are concerned. And I, and I don't, and I'm, and I'm literally perplexed by that. Because they, you would think that these same people would be furious that someone went from, let's just, let's cut monster out complete, from male to female and is now objectified. Yeah, man. So, I don't know. But if you haven't had a chance to look at any of the art, you should go look at it right now. However... It's glorious. It, it is, it's glorious. It's adorable. I mean, like, everything about this is, is the greatest thing I think has happened to the internet. Fuck, I don't know, like, if for months. Cause Easy. I'm, I'm about to show you something. I'm about to show you... Oh, Jesus. The art that Jeremy made. If you haven't seen it, it's on our Instagram. But just in case, it's right here, baby. Oh, man, it's huge. Uh, let's bring it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so good, though. Oh, there you go. I mean, right there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> and those are on high-quality high quality post-it notes. High-quality. The, the finest oh. post-it notes. <laughs> the finest post-it notes of any American ever. You may now applaud. <laughs> Please clap. <laughs> So okay. Also, I would like to point out that this is not this is not fiction. This is a hundred percent conversation that took place earlier today. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, none of nothing. Only I mean, like this was like also about ten minutes ago, and this was this is literally none of this is fake. This this conversation took place between me and Jer. Yeah, I mean, this morning in, in the process of discussing this. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even slightly surprised. If you like to see more like this, go ahead and follow us on our Instagram, because we post this shit all the time. <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that. So, yeah. yeah where, do I, where do I get my vendor's license to show all that? <laughs> Brought to you by <laughs> our Instagram page. So, okay, so, <laughs> I don't know how much I can talk about this. I mean, it's it's... It's amazing, <laughs> and I'm happy. It's a it's thing. Ama it's amazing. Here's what we need to talk about. Here's what we need to talk about. In order to make this like you know, to really like, I guess, delve into the the i the ideology that's behind the internet phenomenon to more or less instantaneously make something like this. What do you think? Because like I, you know, we have we have right now the. I'm going to call it the problem. The of, problem the problem uh, of you know these um to me to me these extreme extremists of of critical non-think okay that this kind of thing is would and normally be reprehensible to a degree that would warrant violence or sanction or you know a spot on cnn for you to whine and then definitely Definitely at least seven or eight articles in the root, minimum. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, for you to really get it all off your chest uh, and into and into your waste bin of your mind. So, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think is the cause? The 
causal relationship between this phenomena where you take a male character and then make it female like this and then the explosion afterwards and the acceptance of it between eastern eastern by eastern i mean japan and and to to a broader degree the west what do you think i what what do you think is acceptable is that what you're saying yeah what do you think what do you think like the the idea that that yeah the idea that it is acceptable comes from I mean, because you know up until this point i mean like you even have like uh you know like um goddamn team ninja was you know refused to release uh dead or alive extreme beach volleyball um cell caliber 5 comes under fire basically like, all these japanese companies that have always done these the exact same character models that i mean like nothing about japanese approach to video games and women in video games has changed nothing it's the same as it has been for years Right. I mean, they're 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 just as scantily clad, but they're just as powerful. And it seems to me that in Japanese culture, that that's perfectly acceptable. Like they have this this understanding of this difference. You know, I don't know, Neil. I don't know if you know this, and I and I may blow your mind. And, and I want you to be ready for this because this is an idea that will shock you. Number seven, especially. <laughs> Go on. Uh, and and anyone who is dispossessed of this of this notion uh in in the west okay hey are you ready i'm ready hold on to something men and women are not the same <gasps> i i didn't want to be the one to tell you i i'm sorry i i, I just men and women are not the same i mean like it you know they're not see, in every fucking way <laughs> see this is this is the way i think about it all right let me, let me lay down some uh some gender equality for you. All right, so it's just like we we spoken about this before. Just like any other movement, the feminism movement, the transgender LGBT movement, all of the movements, they kind of sometimes make me want to have a movement. But um, <laughs> it's it's okay. So I I understand why people create movements and they. They push, and they're, it's, it's just like, you know, ending segregation, okay? I understand we need to come together as one. <laughs> and once you get there, fucking move on to the next subject. But that doesn't happen. I mean, you look at every organized group in the country, feminists, fucking NRA, um, Black Lives Matter, you name them everything it's like all right we finally got what we wanted but let's see how much, how much more let's see how much more we can fucking get and it blows my mind it's like i want to be equal no you want everything you could possibly fucking get and you you want to just wring it out as much fucking moisture as you can get out of that sponge and then you want to go find a whole new sponge to fucking put on your movement and it's like come on don't fucking sit there and spout off that you want equality when it's really just, I just want what I want and as, as much as I can get until riots happen against me. You know, it's, 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 it's the race movement, the, the feminist movement, everything. It's always like that. You get to the point where it's the peak, the pinnacle. You get to where, all right, everything is all right. Let's abuse our power. 
It, it and that's the same shit as as the, the video games. I mean, look at this. This Bowser thing is a perfect example of it. It's like, hey, this should be offensive, but I kind of like it, so uh, we'll let it slide. It's like, no, you're either all you're not. I mean, you don't get to fucking pick and choose what's offensive and what's not, but you do. You do anyways, and it's bullshit. It's all a bunch of bullshit. And you shouldn't be so offended over little things. If people are getting persecuted, that's one thing. If you're like the whole fucking uh, conversation about which bathroom to use, the transgendered, whatever. Okay. Um, if you're getting your ass beat in a, in a bathroom, okay, we should put a stop to that. But if it's like, I want my own bathroom. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a little far. <laughs> like, like, I want my own bathroom. And I want the, I want the office corner window. Right. I want that one specifically. Oh, you're not gonna give it I to don't me. I care about the rest of you fucks, but you know. You're not gonna give it to me. You're a bigot. You know, fucking yeah. Jesus. When does it end? It needs to end at some point, and I think there should be a statute of limitations when it comes to movements. All right, you got what you want. We're cool. We're cool. Do you think it's acceptable? All right, dissolve well, I mean, your fucking movement. They they really need to have like you know like like every movement needs to have like a list of certain criteria. Um, they need to have like, so, so we have, you know, we have this list of things that we, that we need to accomplish our goals in, in this scenario. And got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. All right. Everybody get the fuck out. All right. You're all done. Yeah. All right. We got it. And like, like, well, you know, we, you know, there are still other things to fight. No, you got what you wanted. Yeah. You get the fuck Start out. Start a here. whole <laughs> new movement. <laughs> Fucking eggplant Parmesan's Parmesan. Nice. I like that name. I'm offensed by bathrooms in general. Let's talk about the ineffectiveness and the weirdness of urinals. <laughs> I mean, it's more efficient well, for men. I mean, no, it's it can be weird. Okay, it can be really weird because like you go you go into a urinal that's like I mean like I hate. Okay, here's what I hate. All right, I go into a bathroom, and I you know there's like the unspoken you know one's one urinal rule right. Yeah. You. And, and the, like, there's like a whole bunch of them, like in a casino, you know, you get the one and then there's the empty one. And then another guy goes that one. I hate being like, like I stop in a rest area and there's like 45 fucking urinals and I get the one all the way, 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 way in the corner. And then some guy comes in and stands next to me. I'm like, if you don't move at least one over, I'm going to lay you out in this fucking bathroom. I mean, that's You're just be like fucking face down in a puddle of urine <laughs> you, you can't break the urinal rules the urinal rules are very clear i mean they're not written anywhere but it's it's very clear if there's yeah, room I mean, if they, if they were written they would be like it would be in sharpie in the inside on the side of the urinal right along with a phone number if you have a problem with it <laughs> or if you want to talk more closely uh, about it urinals inspire conversations you piss in it and it splashes back unless you do some goddamn geometry to find the angle that doesn't splash back that's, that's true. accurate and I hate the fact this is, that I typically wear flip-flops <laughs> and you go to the airport and you fucking go to those yeah. urinals that are all go all the way down to the floor and it splashes That's your gross. feet a little bit. You give yourself a little golden shower. I'm not a fan of it. Why would you why would you even wear flip-flops in public anyway? Because I hate wearing shoes. I fucking hate shoes. I do. What's up, Sean? <laughs> <sighs> That depresses me. Why does it depress you, Mr. Fucking Combat Boots? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I thought it might be you, Mr. Belcher. Thank you for joining us, by the way. I hope you like our show. I I know I do. 
If you if you don't, I'll, I'll enjoy it for both of us. There you go. But so so I mean, I really do think that I really do think that like as far as like movements are concerned, that you should have like a, a certain certain amount of them. That once you get to a certain point, you need to sort of di either dissipate or or you know go. Don't seek additional amendments. <gasps> Whoa! Thanks for the subscribe, Sean. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah. It's been a long uh, time so since we got a sub. We, so then, you know, so the thing about this about the... One second, Frank, it's still going. Yeah. This oh, is a 30 second one. <laughs> oh my <God>. Drinks <laughs> all around. Hmm. All right. Okay. Continue, please. <laughs> Meets back on the menu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, rather than see rather than my follow, I should have done that rather than um, anticipation. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, mental note. Okay. Uh, so, right. I I really do think that you know Bowser almost seems to be kind of like Japan and the internet subculture sort of thumbing its nose at at this uh, ridiculous far left movement. You think so? It just seems. I do. It, it just kind of seems to me that 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 that's what it is because it's like you know because they're they're almost they're almost mimicking the absurdity of of this rather bizarre subculture. I mean, like I was watching a video today. I was watching a, a video. Uh, as a video lecture of a psychologist, and one of the videos that he played is sort of like part of his. Um, uh, he called it being possessed by ideology. <laughs> Where if you enter in a conversation with someone who is possessed by an ideology, you don't even actually have to listen to the entire conversation because they will run down with a list of things that their byline is. And you the, in the and it doesn't matter what you say, they're just gonna scream it at the top of their lungs and they'll you know, it's like they're on recording. Every time you talk to them, they'll just go line by line by line by line. And you know, there was a perfect example of this was this video that he played. Where you know this uh, this lady got in some guy's face and starts getting all pissed off uh, about you know how dare he be both white and a and a working person and have an opinion because his daughter died from drugs and that was what the whole comp that was what, what the whole conference about. <laughs> was like you know trying to get trying to get people to not do drugs and he got interviewed by a bunch of reporters and and. This lady lost her mind because he was white, had suffered loss, and she didn't believe that he had, I guess, had the right to suffer loss because he was, you know, white. his skin predicated the ability to be able to to face loss in any meaningful way. That's uh, just and so crazy. He, she gets in his face, and she was like, "I want your name." And he goes, he goes, because he's fat. And then he goes, "I'm huge, huge mongus." And then he starts like walking away. He does this, okay, like, eh? you know, yeah. yeah? And then she starts screaming that she was sexually harassed. Microaggression. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, she was screaming that she was sexually harassed by this guy because he was saying what his penis size was. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, for real? I mean, and the security guards were literally staring at her like. Wow. That, what? Uh, you're going to need to stop. It's funny because they, they let him go because, you know, that's insane. And then uh, she's wants him arrested, beaten, shot, you know, dragged in the streets, and then crucified for all to know that it's inappropriate to do anything. Yeah. He is. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Listen. And uh, they went for they went for it, you know, because like that video went out, and then you know this lady made this lady made a video in like that, you know, threw out all the all the great 
the great far left buzzwords of of our century. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, patriarchy, uh, the ugliarchy, which doesn't exist in this country, no. shockingly, even though like for whatever reason the far left decides that like Russia is just a okay, it actually exists there. Um, you know that you know uh, socialism is is a okay in her book, and that it's the only way to ensure equality. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and so internalized depression. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Mr. Belcher, since you uh, subscribe to our channel, you get to use that super awesome emote now that uh, Ryan there just posted. So uh, have at it, man. Also, don't mean to cut you off, Frank, but I did want to address what uh, Sean had said. Don't get mad. He, he asked, and it's a very good question, fight crazy with crazy? I mean... I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he asked that. And, and it's, it's funny because, like, you get these people that are all up in your face. And, you know, they fucking just... Ah, you know, go fucking nutty. <laughs> and it's like... You can't... It's, it's just like fighting a stupid person. You, they bring you down to their level. And then they beat you with experience. I mean, that's a stupid cliche phrase, but it's true, though. Same thing with crazy. I think... I think... And I really wish people would get on board with this best way to deal with crazy is to just walk away ignore them no, don't 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 walk away i mean like yeah what well, the best thing that you especially like whenever like it comes to this the 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 broader context of perpetuating a very dangerous ideology i mean you need to actually like uh well first part ugliarchy is defined as a small group of people having control of a country organization or institution ugliarchy in russia would be like Putin and company. This is a, it's a classic definition of, of an oligarchy because A, Putin has more money than everyone in the entire country, period. Um, B, the Russian constitution doesn't allow you to have more than two terms in a row, or sorry, yeah, more than two terms in a row. So Putin ran twice, had his secretary run, won in a landslide victory, and then the next term, Putin ran twice again. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really it's like kind of like the clinical definition of a corrupt oligarchy. Yeah. Um, then, I mean, he also does like the control of mass media and murders people. But you know, other than that, it's fine. Nobody. Uh, so you know, to me, to me, you know, whenever like you're you're faced with somebody that has like a, a crazy crazy ideology, you're not fighting, you're not fighting for that person's redemption, basically. <laughs> what you're really fighting for is the people that are around this person that aren't possessed by this insane and inane ideology. So right. like, you know, I you know, I think socialism's the best thing ever. There's nothing that can prove me wrong. And then so whenever you start you let this person scream and holler until they're hoarse and then go, "Okay, if you really think that." And then you start kind of like running through facts and and, and an educated approach to talk about like, you know, um, you, you talk about the Soviet Union, you talk about Mao's China, you talk about North Korea, which are all excellent examples of, you know, uh, communism in its in its fully manifested form. And then you're not talking to crazy pants that's just scream themselves until they, they're literally like blood's coming out of their nose. You're talking to everyone else that's around them. Yeah. So like if you and I were sitting here and if we had like like a substantial audience and like you and I were sitting here talking about it and you took up the position of, you know, I, I believe that the best color is I don't know, beige, then I would not, because you know, that's insane, first of all, because it's practically not a color. I mean, and second, it's, it's not, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's not even that. It's just, it's a non-thing. Um, uh, it's a, it's a non-entity. You like, you can't even really pick it up. Uh, but then, you know, you don't talk to, you're not talking to 
you. I'm talking to everyone else. Like even in this conversation, you and I, like you and I, are talking about it, but we've already talked about it. I mean, I'm talking mostly everyone else. Sure, it's the same thing. Like whenever you're talking to a fucking totally insane person, you can go ahead and read what he's talking. I'm pretty insane. Um, <laughs> Sean says, I think uh, that leads to people living in a vacuum of their own ideology to leave them alone, which seems really dangerous. Yeah, it, it, it's the echo chamber effect where everybody it, just agrees it, with each other. It is It is how you get, it's how you got Hitler, how you got Lenin, it's how you got Pol Pot. You know, I mean, all your, ma- all your major mass murderers, it's how you got them. Mao, you know, all of them. Am I an M? Absolutely. Am I Frank M? Yes. He's Frank M. <laughs> Frank M. Not to be confused with Jenkum, although we'll both fuck you up. <laughs> Especially if you drink me. Was that, um, a, was, that a, was that a microaggression? <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, the echo chamber is the most dangerous thing on the planet. That's why, like, anytime that you're you're faced with, with either an ideology or an idea that you're either uncomfortable with or, or that you question, you need to question. You need to question everything. Otherwise, you'll either, A, die as an intellectual individual. I mean, you, will, you as an individual will cease to exist, and then you'll be simply part of the flooded herd. Sure. So, you know, it's good for you to in my facebook many eons ago you're a funny asshole that is true he i is, am a funny asshole. he is indeed an asshole oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm going i'm leaving Baby, come I'm back. Out of here. <laughs> no, going into space <laughs> uh but you can't you can't you can't just that's what like you mean because i understand i understand the 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 thought process of one whenever someone's like you know if they say something insane like Bowsette's inappropriate, you know, you want to like let them scream until they die. And then, you know, you tell their corpse, you know, you were wrong. Bowsette is the best thing that's ever happened, at least within the last couple months until something else that's just like tantalizingly sexual, just drip feeds out of Japan where they still value masculinity rather than denigrating it. Like, I don't think, I think it's going to be a while until somebody tops Bowsette. I mean, I I, think so too. I do like all the the variations. You got your thwompet. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> what else? Did, the the booet. <laughs> booet was good. I mean, like booet. Look, booet's my boo. I love Bowser. <laughs> I love Bowser. But I mean, like you know, the nice part about booet is that you can sneak it in. <laughs> you just gotta look away. Look back. Look away. And look back. <laughs> yeah, and then you just sit there and watch him. You know, you stare at him, <laughs> and then you you know you do butt stuff, and it's great. Moving on. Go ahead. Uh, Sean says, I think history has shown us that the intellectual way will always be a minority and will always drown in the stupidity of their surroundings. I mean, it, you, it's you gone forever. Like, I mean, look at uh, Galileo. Look at all men of science back in the day when people were... Burning. <laughs> That's awesome. I need to see that. Yes. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. I need to see all of these. Bullet, bullet. Send them. Send them to me. I need them all. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the the problem with the problem with um, people being an intellectual minority. See, Tesla was a genius, but like Tesla, um, Tesla, Nietzsche, uh, Tesla, Nietzsche, uh, even to a lesser degree, uh, uh, Socrates and and Plato. They were all they're all people that were geniuses um, that were not appreciated in their time. Right. Same thing with um, uh, like H.P. Lovecraft, Robert Howard. You know, they're all they're all guys who contributed so so vastly and grandularly that was not even a word sorry to um the to the advancement of intellectual culture 
though they weren't even recognized for their their real accomplishments until years after their death. You know, like, exactly. Tesla is a great example of this. Aside from the fact that Edison built him out of literally everything, Tesla was also... Tesla was was genuinely in need of, of, I guess, an agent or a manager because he had a bazillion great ideas, but he had no... He had no functional common knowledge to be able to capitalize them capitalize on them in any meaningful way so this is like a case of someone who's so hyper intelligent that they're actually an idiot oh yeah and, and, and there's a lot of that you know because it's like I, i've met some of the smartest people on the planet and they're so fucking stupid at, at common things like they can they can they can tell you how to build the pipeline that you wouldn't believe they can just run this map at their head that's no problem they can look at they can look at a, the trajectory on a pipeline and tell you exactly how many feet of pipe, what kind of grade, etc. It's brilliant. I mean, like they are truly brilliant people. But these are the same guys. They're like they are incapable of going across the street and ordering a sandwich. They just can't do it. They're they're functionally retarded. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and te Tesla was the exact same way. That's specialization right there, and that's that's specialization to a degree. To where nothing else matters. It's like I said. It's just like in the the IT world, you get these people that know how to code or work on servers and nothing else. They're fucking <laughs> useless. How do I turn this thing on? <laughs> you know, shit like that. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a brain thing. Sean says I think that highlights a major flaw in the backbone of our society. If you have someone as genius as T Tesla, I was gonna say Tulsa, uh, whom only wants to help humanity. And he needs a manager or promoter of some kind. Well, I mean, look at freaking uh, Jobs, Steve Jobs. Yeah, he he he. Luckily, he lucked out because he ended up in a company that was actually able to more or less support him. I mean, like whenever you're really trying to do something forward, and that was Tesla's problem. Well, here, okay, let me let me back up. Tesla's okay. problem was that he he was too far out. You know, he he was like again, like Nietzsche. Where Nietzsche was was so brilliant that he he thought hundreds of years into the future. You know, his his the things that he predicted are still coming to. Uh, he was an Edison, absolutely. Um, he he predicted a lot of what we are currently facing in our everyday lives, and he did it sick, a pauper in bed. You know, at you know a single stands at a time, and Tesla was the same way. Where like he made shit that was so unbelievably advanced that the world he lived in had no purpose for it. I mean, we do now, like we like you know reflectively hindsight twenty twenty and all that shit. We're looking at it and being like, wow, that'd have been really helpful. You know, it's a really good thing that he worked on that. It's too bad he couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah, but I mean, like we're talking about like we're still, you know, burning coal to make trains move. You know, I mean, like we're we we were just we were just clean out in like you know not out of it, but we're way far into the industrial revolution, but right. we're not into the the more modern energy sector, which was pretty much where Tesla like lived and dreamed. So he, he there wouldn't even if he had a manager, I almost don't I almost don't think shy of the electrical grid that he worked on, there would really have been anything for him to even capitalize on. I mean, we can capitalize on it now because of all the stuff that he thought of. Because, like, now we have the means and, and the, the modus in which to use it. But then we didn't. I don't I mean, that's just That's just, you know, me thinking out loud about it. 
It's funny that you mentioned running on coal and stuff like that. It's just people cling on to the uh, cling on cling on to the old fucking technology because it's easy. It's uh, plentiful. Plentiful. Uh, you want people to not have to learn new shit. Um, it's inefficient. I mean, fuck, man. It's like <laughs> at my company, we we've got um, we have to deploy uh, switches out to each of our branches, right? And uh, network switches, that is. Switch? <laughs> switch? Network switch. You know, they look kind of like routers, but they're not. Anyways. Um, oh no, I have no idea. So there's two different styles that we send out. There's a, a two hundred and fifty dollar switch. 24 port and then there's a $2,000 switch 24 port now our network admins they um, they're very old school and they like their command line but the uh, the $250 switches don't have command line they just have the GUI the, the user interface right but because they don't want to learn new shit we're dropping two grand left and right <laughs> to fucking accommodate them not learning new shit and it kills me i mean that's that's just uh that's just what's wrong with america you know <laughs> america i mean there's a lot there's a lot wrong it's not it's not just america but i mean you know that is definitely that definitely doesn't help right and it's you have to be able to move forward and embrace new things and i appreciate that but there are some things that you know are being touted as being sorry there's like there's this gnat since my last stream has been <laughs> fucking bugging the no pun intended bugging the shit out of me um but like you know we we have sorry i lost my train of thought we there are some there are some thought processes that are being touted as being the new moving forward future right but i mean they're realistically ethically morally etc from a philosophical standpoint they're incorrect and and so it's like I would if if I could get him, I would swallow this fucker whole just so I know it'll take him like hours to die, <laughs> screaming, nerve-ending agony. That's where I'm at in my life. I'll drink a whole bunch of water so that it dilutes all the acid in my stomach, and it'll take this son of a bitch like a month. <laughs> did you get him? I I did, but I let him go. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but there's some so that's some thought process that you really shouldn't get away from. Yeah. You know, so. But but that's in a that's in like in a in a humanities thing, not like a, a technological thing. Technology you should practically always go forward rather than backwards. It's 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 bananas to take something in in your example and and use it. That's vastly more expensive because I'm comfortable in this. Yeah, I don't know. And, and it's what I have in my apartment, and it's what I love. So that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> it just it makes me angry. So speaking of shit that's really inefficient, um, Telltale Games uh, is going out of business. You hear about this shit? Oh my god! And it, you know, it's funny because they are—they're very good. I mean, have you ever played any of their games first? Have you played any of their games? Um, I played the Walking Dead ones. I played uh, the Back to the Future ones. I tried to play the Game of Thrones one, but it was so fucking buggy uh, it would crash every time. So, got my money back on that one. So, so I mean, you're familiar with them, but yeah. they they have never changed their style. No. And it's all about like you know the the presentation and uh, the comic book like quality of it, and the the voice acting has always been. But like they've always been top notch on it, right? And it's great. I love I love their games because I love the interactivity, I love the story, and and I'm a, I'm a terrible individual. So sometimes I I have a character that I just don't like, 
and right. I will actively kill you mm -hmm. if I can. And luckily, a lot of times, you know, I do get that choice. I get the choice to fucking murder you. Yeah, you get a whole bunch of choices to get the same outcome. That's true. That is 100% true. That's that's one of those, like, you know, it's like the choose your own adventure, but, like, everything always leads to the last chapter. So, like, you, you start here, and then you kind of do, like, this, and then you get here. See, one of the, <laughs> like, one of the biggest cool. problems with the, those games, though, is they, they gave you the illusion that things mattered. Like... Every time, like, you, like, in, in the fucking Walking Dead ones, every time you said something to Clementine, it was like, Clementine will remember this. It doesn't fucking matter if she does or not. Yes. <laughs> it, it does, though. There are some there are some scenarios where, like, it really does matter because, like, especially, like, whenever, um, as a, what's the fuck's name? Kenny. You know, like, where, where you know, you, you shit talk Kenny constantly. Yeah. And then at the end, whenever, you know, like, you, you fall into the pit, Kenny's just like, and then just leaves or you know you're like he's like i'm coming lee and then jumps down there and saves the shit out of you you know and then like he disappears and whatever you can have the model a in any color so long as it's black see i don't think i got that far i think i got to episode two and then got bored of it i i liked it just because like i'm a i'm a big character person mm -hmm. i extrapolate way too much information from anything that i read and or watch and i you know me dude i i watch media and then i i look for the deepest possible meaning to anything that's in it. Sure. And so, like, I, I, I analyze this shit out of everything. And if it doesn't come out in the wash, if it doesn't make sense, I will destroy everything you hold dear about this thing. <laughs> I had a dissertation about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm looking at you, Undertale. And then, so we <laughs> fuck that game. Uh, that's what we should have named the stream. Just you know, fuck Undertale. Um, but I, I thought that Telltale was actually pretty good in the way that it, it presented its stories, presented its characters. Take oh break. my god. Oh no. I'm leaving. I can't. Dude, we'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. Look. Okay. Okay, real talk. Here we go. I played the... I, here we go. I played the Witcher series. I've read the Witcher series. I'm so ready for the show to come out and be fucking terrible. I mean, it's gonna be... Look, they need to hire an actor, okay? But they got Henry Cavill. Why? He's Superman. Why? He's Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. And guess what? He doesn't even do that good. All he had to do was be a good guy. He couldn't even manage that. All he had to do was not be a prick. Now ah, look at you. Why is Siri going to be black? Okay, so now, okay, there's actually, this is actually uh, an interesting point. This this was something that came out uh, as a as misinformation. Uh, to my to the sources that have come to my knowledge on this, whenever I I looked into it, because I was I was deeply concerned because I felt like you know this was another example of PC culture gone berserk. Uh, you know, so Siri in the game, in the game and in the books, was white haired, green eyes, very pale skin. Uh, so I mean, she's white by every definition. And I'm and I and you know source material is being looked at for the the series. Excuse me, has been looked at for the series very, very closely to the extent that they're going to use Dandelion's original Polish name. So they're like, because they they use Dandelion because nobody could basically pronounce his actual name. So they're using Dandelion. Uh, then whenever the the casting group was looking for someone to play Siri, they're a they're a Polish group that is looking in the UK is what they're 
trying to do. They're trying to hire people in here. But like what they put in their press release is that they were looking for a specific minority in the UK. And everybody assumed that was going to be black, Asian, uh, Hispanic, Indian, basically someone of color. But if, but demographically, to my to the way that it's been explained, is that the lowest minority in the UK is Polish. And so the people that were actually getting the casting call, and this was confirmed by girls who have actually been approached for the role, uh, is that it was a it was a misunderstanding on the on the the casting crew's part on their information release. So the the ladies that have been approached for the role so far, this could flip. You know how people are. Um, it they are. She she was the girl that was approached for it was she's seventeen she's white and she's Polish. So, I mean, she fits the demographic of which that they're looking for. I know. I kind of read, I'm reading this one. I hate it when they do this shit. Rolling from the Dark Tower series, who in every sense of description by King himself is said to be a Clint Eastwood looking and acting man. I love Idris Elba. I know I butchered that. No, you got it. Um, I mean, you're close. It's EI, I think. Um, But he doesn't fit the description of the character from literally the source of the whole story. Okay, this is another one where you've hit another one of my buttons. Because I also have consumed Dark Tower media like you wouldn't believe. I have every one of the com. Oh, look, I know. I'm sorry. I have every one of the comics. I have every one of the books. I have special editions of everything. I've read it. I've read the book series. Jesus Christ, like six times. We've uh, uh, Frank's actually made a, a ten minute video of how much he hates the Dark Tower movie, but we couldn't post it couldn't, on YouTube. Because yeah, I couldn't copyright. post it because fucking Sony sucks dick. Um. Anyway, so I dislike i so i like idris elba you're right he absolutely does not fit the description of of roland at all i don't understand the other than trying to capitulate to the black lives matter movement um i don't understand how he could have fit into the uh i guess like the 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 subculture that is that is the dark tower because it is practically a subculture i mean he, they've they've done world building you know, there were black people in King's original writing, but they were from Garland. They're way to the north. There wasn't that fucking many of them, and they almost never appeared. They never came into Gilead. They never came into Magus. They never came into the Lower Kingdoms, ever. So, I mean, you know, except for whenever, you know, uh, um, was it Stephen's father, Eric the Redhair, he went up there and he slew the last dragon. That was the only time that anyone ever had actually encountered black folk in Gilead, in and around it, or someone from Gilead had seen one. So that was like a really big major point in the dark tower so then like you turn around and then you make both both roland and steven black i'm like what (laughs) i mean what how the fuck and then so so i mean like this was also my concern with the witcher so then you're saying the series is going to be black so then so then let's okay so let's go a step further because this is how this works you know funny when i think about this shit and you all of a sudden decide that a character needs to be you know a, a different um race race or jet race or gender or, or whatever you know you need to actually think about the for the broader connotation so in this case roland's dad steven was black okay that's weird a b let's talk about siri so siri's black okay let's make siri black let's make siri indian it doesn't fucking matter anything other than being you know white and, and really realistically she needs to be not polish she needs to be german but so let's just say for the sake of argument she's black okay so yeah gilead it's like um you, the only reason why you read it as Gilead is because uh, King wrote it based on uh, the Arthurian legends. And then so you have like Galahad. 
Gilead. Um, so you have Siri. Let's say Siri's black now. Let's just make Siri black. She's black. All right. That means Emir Varemris, the king of Nilfgaard, or the emperor of Nilfgaard, is also black. You know, Emir Varemris. It's like literally the most German fucking name on the planet. Emperor of Nilfgaard, G-A-A-R-D. I mean, you don't get any more German than that. You know, I mean, like, the only way it could be more German than that is if you screamed it from on top of a tank. And, you know, the, so my concern was, okay, how does that make sense? Because then, 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 okay, if he's the Emperor of Nilfgaard, you need to take that one more step further. So he's the Emperor of Nilfgaard. She's black. He's black. The entire royal line is black. Okay, then everyone else in the fucking country needs to be black because unless you're basically a pure-blooded Nilfgaardian, you will never sit on that fucking throne. Period. And if there is any disparity between you and them, you're not going to be emperor for very long. It would be like it would literally be like okay, let's just take let's let's go the opposite direction. Let's talk about let's talk about Black Panther. Okay, let's just say let's say that his sister was white. Okay, make his sister white. She's adopted. Fine, <laughs> whatever you know. Okay, so she's white. Everyone else is white. They literally annihilate everyone else, like in every conceptual way, for being anything other than being black Wakandan in that movie. They, they massively talk down about anyone else. So then you have one person that's white. How would that even work? Like, it seemed just fine in <laughs> the in Infinity War. Everybody was just dandy in there. And, and they even let in, uh, what's his face, Bucky in there to live in their borders. You know which is so funny, which is so funny, because then, like, you know, the entire Black Panther movie, they're like, buddy is just that white boy. To everyone. Everyone that appeared in that movie that was not Wakandan or African, they were immediately shot down. And I love, okay, no, for full disclosure, I love the movie. I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it really kind of, like, referenced the source material very well. But, I mean, like, we, we need to be realistic, given that this movie is being pandered as being, like, the apotheosis of, of black power films. And it, it's one of those, we need to really consider the connotations if you upended that. If we're going to have real discussion about equality in, in racial filmmaking, you need to be able to upend that and be like, if a white person said that, how would they react? Yeah. They would, uh... The world would be on fire. Yeah. Oakland would be ashes. Pittsburgh would just be like a smoldering crater. I mean, look what happened. Uh, this was a while back, but look what happened to the Clippers owner. Do you remember anything about that? So the Clippers owner. I have no idea. Is it really was? I don't know if he's still around, but he was a really old white guy. You know. Okay. Old white guy, like wore a cowboy hat and everything. I mean, fucking old white guy, and his. Um, his wife had a fling with uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> uh, Happy birthday. And he was really weird about it. He was like, look, you could sleep with him. You could uh, go to lunch with him, but don't post that shit on Instagram. <laughs> it's like weird. Like, but like, you know, he said some really, you know, fucked up shit and racist shit about, you know, black people. But it's, it's just because he's white that it like blew up and he they wanted his job they wanted him to lose everything because of the things he said and the way he felt about people of other races now you look at 
the opposite, which is basically what we're talking about, especially when it comes to Black Panther. And it's just all kind of okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be okay. And it goes with this, um, again, you know, we were talking about the, the hard, the hard left, uh, or I'm sorry, the far left ideal ideologues, um, earlier where whites are incapable of being the victims of any kind of racial discrimination of any kind. And it's, it's insane. It's worth noting that she reposted recorded phone calls with him. What a bitch. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, this, this bitch realistically should be beaten with sticks. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of shit that, like, we should that you know, she should he shouldn't be losing everything. She should be going to jail for breaking all kinds of laws, not to mention adultery. Well, yeah, that, I mean, uh, I, I I think they had uh, an open marriage, which is fine, whatever, to each their own. But he's like, can you can you can you keep it quiet, please? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're gonna have an open marriage, the minimum that you don't want to know is you don't want to have people being like, you know, so I hear you sleep with practically everyone. Yeah, I mean that that's difficult. That's yeah. difficult. I mean, I can only imagine in a workplace that'd be difficult because I mean it'd be like. Like, so I hear, you know, because you imagine like, you know, his his friends who probably own other baseball teams that he's probably also in competition with being like, they heard your butt, butt wife got butt slammed by Magic Johnson. Was he really that magical? <laughs> I mean, you would literally never hear the end of it. I mean, your professional yeah. life is practically over. Yeah, basically. It's not okay. It's not accepted. So not that what he said was okay in any context, but why are we giving a shit about a racist old man thinks and says on his phone calls? Yeah. And that's the thing, well, you know, because like we start... It was his own. It was his own private phone call yeah. with his wife, and he was probably in distress. So it's like these things aren't being taken in consideration, and they're not. They're you know we're demonizing the guy for probably having what would probably tantamount to an emotional episode, and he's having a private conversation with his spouse, who is literally fucking another dude. Yeah. So I mean, like I can only imagine him being probably. I mean, it was like this uh, Dave Chappelle thing. I think it was Dave Chappelle. No, it's Chris Rock. I'm sorry. Whenever like they were talking about like you know, whenever people are mad, they shouldn't be held accountable for what they say. He says because if I get into a car accident and the guy comes out and he's got a fucked up leg, he says it's gonna be fucked up, but I'm gonna talk about his fucking leg, you know. And he's yeah. like, and anything I can say to hurt that other person is what I'm gonna say. Yeah, because you're going for the throat at that point. Plus, doesn't Magic Johnson have HIV? I'd probably be saying some crazy shit too. Right. Because then it's like, okay, well, hey, Jesus Christ. So you literally slept with a guy, the most famous person in the world who has AIDS. And and I sleep with you vicariously. So, I mean, like, don't you think that, like, maybe, 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 like, this should have been, like, kind of discussed at some point? Because now you literally put my life in danger, especially being old. You know, you get AIDS and you're old. The initial symptoms will fucking kill you. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's oh, it's. Well, to be, sure, to be fair, I'm pretty sure uh, Magic Johnson got cured of AIDS because money. I mean, I don't think that's the thing yet. No, you don't know. You don't know. You're not rich. <laughs> They've got I mean, a like, secret it, cure to AIDS if you're rich. Give, give it a give it a couple more years, and we'll have to figure out what the past tense of magic is. Dude, he's um, had AIDS for like thirty years. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, so like Magic. Okay, no real talk. No real, real talk. Magic Johnson has AIDS for like thirty years, and Freddie Mercury dies in like two. What right. the fuck? I mean, what the actual fuck? Um. <laughs> so, yeah, but these are these are these were his private conversations, and you know what what is the extent of which that free speech becomes no longer a thing anymore? You know, because then so now now you have. Now you have her retaping re recordings and it's being used to demonize and destroy this man's career and his livelihood. 
but they were private conversations. It's like, okay, but but they were hate speech. Yeah, but they were private conversations. If I'm in if I'm in the comfort of my own home and I want to wrap myself in a swastika and I want to jerk off to a bunch of snuff porn from Africa, then that's me. It's your prerogative. You know? <laughs> that's my prerogative of being in the privacy of my own home. Now, if I did that outside, you know, a whole nother game. But that's not the point. The point is that it's still, you know, in the comfort of my own home in this case it was the comfort of, of talking between him and his wife private conversation it wasn't to be you know aired or televised or whatever so it really shouldn't be held to to the standards of being able to remove him as as uh uh as a manager of anything i mean like you could literally i mean he could have been running he could have been running a coin operated shitter and he should not have been able to be removed from his position no matter what it is You're right it's, it's the same exact situation with uh you know hulk hogan and gawker same fucking situation. And right. Hulk Hogan took them to the cleaners as well as he should but have. Here's the here's the difference. Here's the, the main difference, okay? It's ethical and fine in modern culture because both parties were a, were a one party did something wrong, but both parties were black. Or both parties were white. True. Now somebody involved in the Magic Johnson thing, the lady is white, the guy, you know, Magic Johnson's black. But the old guy, he's old and he's white and he's part of the he's part of the patriarchy and the problem. Mm -hmm. So obviously he's wrong because he's white and he has a bunch of money. It doesn't matter if he worked hard his whole life or not. You know, it doesn't matter if he made a ton of sacrifices to get where he's at. He is old and he's white. So that makes him wrong. So, I mean, he needs to be punished for being old and white. You know, I mean, it, it, the 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 rest of it is immaterial. Whether he did anything wrong or not doesn't matter. I mean, and that's and that's where we get back talking in the beginning about the dangers of some of these ideologues, because that is a prevailing mythos in the far left think tank is that old and white is guilty. Right. And if you're old and white and you have money, patriarchy. And there and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people you employ. It doesn't matter how how, how what what things you did. It, it's it's all. It all boils down to you're white, you're old, you have money, you should be robbed of that, and everybody else should get it. Period. Yeah, it's, 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 what is it? It's, I don't want to call it a witch hunt. Is it a witch hunt? It's not really a witch hunt. But, um, no, it, it's, it's very close to McCarthyism, though, because I mean, like, you get to a point where, like, you know, uh, like, it, you know, it's like, it's like back, back in McCarthy days. So, I mean, like, you, you know, okay, so this, for those you don't know, just in case you didn't, you know, take history. Um, uh, 19, 1950s, uh, post, post-World War II, Senator McCarthy was looking for communism everywhere. And he was basically fabricating it, and there were pretty much people were turning on family members and whatever, trying to, trying to prevent the spread of communism, but it was really just kind of like, it was a reflection of what was happening in Russia at that very moment, where, you know, every, one in three of, one in three people in Russia were government informants, and were having people sent by the millions to the gulags. And that was pretty much what McCarthy was doing, ironically, you know, mimicking almost entirely uh, the Stalin-Lenin system. So, you know, it, it gets to a point where, you know, you have, you get to the, you get to the point, like, especially like in McCarthy days, where like, he would say something like, you know, well, that doesn't seem fair. <gasps> he said, fair, communist. He wants everyone to have everything equally up, up against the wall, you know, get him in jail. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna turn, he's gonna turn traitor on the state. 
So it's it's, a, it's it's practically the same thing. It's like opportunism, then. I mean, you you see a, a current sure. social issue right now that's really hot, and you fucking jump on that bandwagon in order to run your own agenda. I mean, you look at the feminist thing, you look at the Me Too movement, you look at all this shit, and mm-hmm. you know people are trying to get get a little freebie out of it, and you know say, oh yeah, I, I I suffered that way too, or whatever. And it's like, dude, really? Let's let's take a look at it. Like the whole Me Too movement. When they freaking tried to put uh, Aziz Ansari, you know, through the ringer, and it was just a bad date, you know. Look at right. uh, look at you know, the Me Too movement when it came to uh, like Terry Crews. I mean, because he's a male, they're like, ah, oh, well, it doesn't, it, it, you know, it's it's not you so much. He's a black male. He it it doesn't affect you as much as it affects women. No, dude, he got his dick grabbed by an old dude, <laughs> like. You know, I mean, you don't get to pick and choose. For one, you don't get to pick and choose who gets affected by your your movement, your movement. For two, mm-hmm. don't hop on the fucking bandwagon and try and get a freebie out of it. That's that's how that's how so, movements get dissolved. Sean says, <clears throat> "I can't wait for some kind of alien invasion so we can hate." Something else and look back and see how silly people were for being separated by race, gender, or what you do with your genitals. I agree with that. And uh, uh, we also, uh, Chris Burton says, zombie apocalypse would be poetic. That's true. Then Sean says, that'd be fun, but the but that would slow down video game production and Game of Thrones final season release date. You know, in order to make an omelet, you gotta have a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, can't, can't wait like Son a year. A <laughs> you almost got him. I did. Um, like the the Me Too movement, especially like like again full disclosure, I don't particularly want Brett Kavanaugh to um, uh, be elected as Supreme Court judge, but you know uh, we have uh, what is it? Harona Choi from Hawaii is an excellent example of the of of movements gone berserk because she's weaponizing the Me Too movement to fight against Brett Kavanaugh. Right. And you know, let's ignore that this happened thirty years ago. Okay. okay, you know, look, ethically, should he be a Supreme Court judge? I think that all his time spent as a judge should speak for that. You know, the answer, short answer being practically no. Um, then, but the problem in this is that we have a sitting senator who is part of the review committee is has decided already that he is unfit for the office based on social media pressure and that she has decided in her on her own per this movement that because someone has accused him of something he is already guilty and now she's going to use that as a furtherance platform to demonize him further and to have people show up call out and call for him to not be elected right and it's like well you know you do realize Anyone with any sense, really, will look at this and be like, by the virtue of what is transpiring right now, right now, Brett Kavanaugh's uh, appointing should be done behind closed doors and it should be done by a a completely new review committee because this person has already proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're incapable of being impartial and making a, a rational judgment. They're making an off-the-cuff, knee-jerk reaction uh, decision, and that's not appropriate for for any sitting senator to ever make that kind of decision. 
to make a, a, a logos decision versus a, a pathos decision or pathos versus logos decision. So, you know, and then, and then, you know, at what point, again, you know, if with anyone that, that has any sense, I can look at it and go, it's been 30 something years. This Me Too movement has been going on for like, what, like nine months now, something like that. Something like that. All this time, you could have come out when everyone else was doing it. But now that he might get appointed as a Supreme Court judge, now there's three women that have come out. You know, I mean, like, I look, I don't know. I don't I'm not necessarily a conspiracy guy, but that seems pretty fucking weird to me. It's like with Bill Cosby. You know, I'm not saying Bill Cosby wasn't a monster, but kind of weird to me that Bill Cosby kind of went on this, you know, rant about like, you know, black culture needs to decide that it needs to not live in the dark ages and needs to start getting an education and care about themselves. And then, you know, he like lists all these problems that he felt felt the black community needed to be facing. And then all of a sudden he was in jail. Right. With a bunch of sexual accusations. Accusations. I mean, it wasn't even confirmed. I mean, like he, he like, that's like with this Kavanaugh, you know, this lady says it, but like, you know, he's not, you know, it's 30 years ago. He's not going to go to jail. You know, it's like, okay, so, so what, you know, what is the point where like you look at it and go, well, you know, tough, immaterial, because, you know, we need to get to that point because otherwise we're going to continue to have, you know, uh, the Black Lives Matter type movement, the the Me Too movement and all these other goddamn movements where like, you know, some politicians going to be like, you know, I've got a plan. I've got a plan to make things better. But, you know, it's going to it's going to require that, you know, we all work together. And then like, you know, oh, 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 shit. Oh, shit. He said the bad. He said work. Well, we can't do that. We can't work. I'm sorry. We can't work as 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 liberal types. We are we are it's it's against our credo to work. So we can't do that. We're I mean, someone's going to have to say they fucked him. Which <laughs> one? You? OK. Oh, no, no. Tell him tell him that they that he pushed you down and shoved his dingus right down your throat. Cosby oh no, said. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby flat said it. I mean, he was on. Uh, he he said it years ago whenever he was in a tandem interview and Larry King. Oh yeah, I saw that. I yeah. mean, he he fucking went off. It was great. It was glorious. It was truly uh, um, because he's practically parroting uh, Thomas Sowell, another famous black philosopher, a uh, modern black philosopher that that uh, lives in hiding right now because otherwise the black community is going to murder him. Um, that you know he he's no he's great. I mean, if you get a chance to read his books, uh, they're they're absolutely wonderful. Um, he's a very very well spoken um, professor, I believe, in New York because he's lived in Harlem practically his whole life. Uh, but he he did he he came out and he was trying to basically lay the lay uh, the responsibility, which almost no Democrat ever does anymore. Uh, for the black community's actions on the black community, because you know Democrats really Democrat well sorry liberals like high liberals. Uh, let's go crazy liberals. Um, uh, I have not. Oh no, I think I did. Uh, I did. But they like they like to they like to have zero culpability. So like they want to have no they they want to have their entire community be exculpated from the ability to actually take responsibility for anything that they're doing, doing said uh, or whatever. I mean, it's just because it's easier to do that. Than it is to it's it's easier to live with the idea that nothing that you do matters and nothing that you have matters than it is to actually take responsibility for what you do and actually make your lives better. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you want to be consistently on the offensive. Once once people, people start questioning you and what you've done and, you know, where you're at, they're like, then you're, you're, your movement loses a little bit of that fire. And you can't have that. But, like, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to point their finger and say that somebody else is the problem. But look inward for, for once, you know, and maybe maybe you might be able to improve yourself and help improve the rest of society. But I mean, I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't, you know, call out the assholes that are part of the problem, but also you need to do so while looking at yourself. You know, get your house in order. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like one of the oldest, the oldest of old old and New Testament, you know, um, quotations. Get your get your house in order before you concern yourself with the affairs of your neighbor. So it's like you know, if you if you if you go home, and you know. You have happy kids, happy wife, good job, stable, you know, stable conditions at home. You know, your house isn't like a complete disaster. You more or less like have good communication skills with the people that you work with, the people that you love, you know, then you have the ability to like sort of like tenuously reach out to just like just one person, just your neighbor and try to make their life just a smidge, just a smidge better. Be like, you know, should you, should you come home from work and drink a whole bunch and then beat the shit out of your kids? I just don't, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should work together on trying to get, maybe we should have a come to Jesus moment. You just shouldn't beat your shit out of your kids. You know, I, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I kind of, you know, I feel like I've got my shit together. Right. And just by vicarious of you not living like a sociopath, you know, if each person elects not to live like a sociopath, then society as a whole will cease to live like a sociopath. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like everybody's so fucking short sighted. It's they just want the quick buck, they want the quick solution, and they're not looking for anything long term. They're looking for how can I get mine in a big hurry and get the fuck out of here while this thing is still fresh. And that's that's basically all it is. It's it's laziness. <laughs> sure, but I mean like we as a culture we need to turn it. You know, we need to we need to elect that every day when 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 we wake up and we get out of bed today is going to be a good day not only is today going to be a good day i'm going to do something about today first i'm going to kill this fucking gnat oh, i swear <laughs> to christ <sighs> motherfucker um anyway so i you know every day every day whenever you get out of bed you have to make the decision that i'm going to make today a better day not, i mean like and just for you you can just literally just go just for you i mean i don't, I don't mean like that in a in a i'm gonna i'm gonna take everything you know me me make better day for me and fuck you i mean like you have to like you have to have like the the path to success laid out in your mind about being and electing to be a good or better person and don't compare yourself you know because this is something that'll drive you crazy you know you look at other people and uh you know like it, let's just say like you know you work let's say like you work uh in a fast food place and like you look at the people that own the fast food place and you compare yourself to them and you're like oh they have so much more than me you know, and then it just, that's a good way to like destroy yourself right. internally. Because I mean, like you're, you have unrealistic expectations. You're here and they're up there. You have done nothing in between. Like you don't know what they did to get there. The sacrifices that they've elected to make to get to where they're at. So, you know, you need to always look at where you are right now and then compare yourself to where you were yesterday. Compare yourself to the you of yesterday. I have elected in order, like in order for me to live better today, I have come in to my tomorrow and I have decided that today I'm going to swear less or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to, um, you know, not jerk off to as much Bowser food of porn, you know, <laughs> look, I'm working, you, on that, you, I'm working on that last one. What you really need to do is look at yourself, 
and buy a ripple. <laughs> buy a ripple and mass. And drive up the price so I can sell mine. It's important to accurately measure success as well. It's important to not only accurately measure success, it's important to actually understand what it is that made it successful and then to understand the gravity of even the most minor success. And not only that, because even even once you consider yourself to be successful, to be able to identify um, another shortcoming or flaw and work on that. I mean, you can't just be like, yeah, I did the thing. I'm better than everybody else now. No, you, you one success does not, you know, uh, equate you being better than anybody. In fact, nobody's better than anybody. But, you know, you, just because you made a lot of money doesn't mean that you're fucking talented or, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but you kind of get the idea. Consider yourself a bad person because you're bad at one thing or allow others to make you feel like you're less just because of that shortcoming doesn't mean you're a shit person. No, it just means that you have insecurities that you need to look at. And that's something that that's something that you can wake up in the morning and you can also that's another measurement of success that you can that you can visit. Yeah. You know, I I I feel like I was, you know, uh like you know, like today, I totally fucked up on Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I did in front of God and everybody, you know? But I mean by the end of the song, I had already done what done better. Now tomorrow I'll measure my success again while by playing it again, you know, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm at 88.7%. Am I going to be able to get to 88.8? And even that small incremental success is a success. And you have to recognize in yourself that even moving the most minuscule amount forward is a great success as a person, because a lot of times most people don't even do that. You know, most I mean, like most people, like, yeah, I mean, the, I, I can't tell you how many times that, like, you know, uh, I've talked to people that, you know, they're like, they're like, oh, you play guitar? And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, your words. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a guitar, that of which that sometimes I play. And they, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I, I play guitar once, but I just, it, it wasn't for me, which is, which is, you know, easy speak for, like, I got up in the morning and it was just too hard. I just didn't want to work at it. You know, and it, it's, it's like, no, you can't, you can't do that. I mean, you can't, you, I mean, if you really want it, I mean, you, you can do that. You can like, you get up, you play it, you didn't like it, put it away. Okay, sure, sure. whatever. It's not, okay. not for you. But I mean, like, you can't, you can't just be like, be like, I had a hard time at one song, but fuck everything, I'm just throwing it away. <laughs> I'm no good at this. You just can't do that. Yeah. It upsets me that we propagate this unrealistic idea of how life works. Right. I mean, and that's, and this, this to me is the, the culmination of a lack of education and a lack of, and a lack of direction that we as Americans have placed in philosophy and the humanities, where we have decided as a as a as a as a culture that the idea of of perpetuating education and understanding of both the humanities and philosophy as being something that isn't worth your time. Because the you know philosophy isn't just about like you know how to think goodest. It's about how to live well or live better. And it's also about how to cope with the idea of mortality. So I mean, like, and if and if you let's just say, let's just say, you know, you're you're you know, you're an atheist and you you so then you believe in nothing. You know, you die, you're sack of meat, and then you're buried and then you're gone. That causes a lot of people to have like what's called an existential crisis. And then they go from exist an existential crisis and they slip into the, the concept of nihilism, which mm -hmm. is nothing matters. Right. You know, because you go from believing into nothing and then to nothing matters. So then that's that's a huge problem because people with nihilism 
are are assholes and elbows above everyone else in, in depression yeah. because they believe in nothing and then they have nothing and nothing matters. So then if nothing matters, if life doesn't matter, then why bother living it? And that, you know, that's something that like we need to be teaching to people, people, children in school that, you know, even like religious connotations aside, it doesn't matter. Everything that you do matters. Or, you know, like uh, I was, I was reading a very interesting dissertation where they're talking about um, you have, you have two options, you know, you have where it comes to responsibility. You either have, the option of, you know, uh, nothing you do matters, which means that you get to live a carefree life and just sort of like, you know, kind of, you know, dither about until you die, or, you know, the you can have a meaningful life where everything matters, but that's the trade-off. Everything you do matters. From the things that you do when you get up, the things that you say when you go to the grocery store, the things that you buy, the things that you watch, the things that you read, everything matters. It's never like, you know, well, it doesn't really matter. No, it matters. Everything matters. And that's like, those are the two really like despairing, like extremes of how you can live your life. And it's very, you know, it can be, it can be pretty galling for a lot of people to, to have the idea that everything that you do actually has a broader meaning. Yeah. And you can, you can read, you can read the rest of the stuff that he said. I'll just sum it up. I mean, he's basically saying that movies are, uh, movies, in general or sensationalizing everything and and it's always been that way it's been that way since the iliad you know even before then it's people right. don't want to read about your everyday life or watch your everyday life they want to see the achievements they want to see the exaggerated shit that you did or didn't do to make something interesting happen i mean and it's important to keep that in mind because i mean you you consume all of this uh all these stories all these uh movies whatever and you're like man i mean i could never be as great as these people i've read about or, or seen on 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 the big screen but that's because we've we've become very impatient as as a people because all we ever see is people's successes i mean you look at the internet you look at twitter you look at all this shit all we ever see is people doing fantastic because nobody wants to share their failures. Nobody wants to share the hard work they put in to get there. They just want you to see the results. Mm, kind of. I mean, like, you know, if you read, if you read like anybody's autobiography that's ever been successful, I mean, they'll tell you all about the goddamn failures they've had. Sure. I mean, look at, um, you know, the, the biography of Lincoln. I mean, he, he, he literally failed his whole life until he became a politician. And then by some fucking miracle, he became a politician and then and after becoming a politician he you know worked really hard and became president but he failed incessantly you know he failed incessantly um uh david bowie uh is, is another great example um, he he couldn't sell space oddity the album right you know one of like literally the most influential songs that's ever been fucking written he couldn't get anyone to buy it i mean he couldn't get anyone to even play it for free until like somebody was like oh, i wish it i'll take a chance and then it became like this international fucking nutsack erupturing burst. Like, it, it, you know, it, it's, you just have to keep trying. It's the same, you know, because we we're talking about books and Stephen King earlier. Stephen King, uh, he's got, he has a literal garage full of rejected stories. I mean, like, you know, you could probably fill a garage with stories that have been accepted, but he's also got like a garage full of stories that weren't. So it's like, you, you just, you, you don't, you need to, where movies are concerned, they are caricatures of of archetypal identities in stories and mythologies. So, like, you have a character because you brought up the Iliad. So you have Odysseus. 
he's you know he is your archetypal hero you know he faces he faces adversity but always by some miracle overcomes it whether it be by through the works of the gods or you know um miraculous circumstances you know he, he is the hero in your life you will never face well christ hopefully you'll never face anything like charybdis because that's fucking terrifying <laughs> um, you will never face the same kinds of hardships but you'll also you know but by by that account you also never face those kinds of hardships i mean like but it's supposed to be allegory for the normal hardships that you can go through in your day-to-day -day life for you know you were lost and then you were found and then you came home you know it, it's and it's not you know and you it, you are the hero of your own story and that was the whole point of the odyssey of like going from start to finish you you started out great and now you need to come full circle to to cultivate your person to becoming great again and then you will be home and it will be where you where you reside until the time that you die right and you have to digest it in such a manner i mean you, you add all the you can't, we can't read it and be like be like jesus i wish i had thighs like Tele telemachus <laughs> oh my god i mean that guy that, that boy is fucking beastly yeah. you know what i'm saying you, you gotta digest it in such a fashion where it's like wow this guy had a lot of hardships not like uh the sirens and like all this other fantasy driven shit that you're never gonna see in your lifetime because either a it doesn't exist or it's only ever seen by people that have died before you know <laughs> like so you you have to take these stories with a grain of salt but also take what you can from them and i mean i mean you look at the bible for example i mean right you know believe in it or not they're they're still pretty damn good stories for the most part and you know you take the lessons that you need to take from you. You have to reflect on yourself and be like, I, what would I have done in that situation? And if I, if all those variables were the same, you know, would I have done the same thing? What can I do to myself for myself in order to be like that person, you know, and just, just stop living with your head in the clouds and thinking that you can be Captain America or, you know, shit like that. I mean, it's all it's all just exaggerated shit that people have gone through, but they've put a twist on it to make it more interesting. Well, sure, because they're the larger than life inhuman characters. Yeah. And that's, that's how they're designed to be. Because, like, you don't want to read about, like, you know, you're every, you're every man because your every man is uninteresting. Uh, it's, it's Charybdis. Charybdis, and I think it's the... I think it's the fourth trial of Odysseus where... Uh, no. I can't remember the order. Uh, he's a. It is a creature that creates the giant whirlpool that guy that guards, uh, basically the nether realm of the sea. So he he swirls around. He loses his ship, and I think after that he ends up with the lotus eaters. Yeah, he's a sea monster. Yeah. But I mean, basically, like, base. Okay, so like, I have a th I have a thing about like where I'm terrified of being eaten underwater. You know, like a lot of rational people, I feel. And, and so Charybdis to me is the embodiment of everything fucking awful. No, it's 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 all part of the Odyssey. If you've read the Odyssey, you know what Charybdis is. I probably just said I probably just said it way too fast. Uh, but I mean, it's it's terrifying, literally in every aspect, uh, to me. Because I mean, here here's my thing. So I mean, like Charybdis by himself is terrible. All right, can you imagine falling off of the ship, and then you see Charybdis under the water? Oh my god. My my fucking brain like literally cannot do that. I mean that that is a level of cyclopean horror that I I cannot truly fathom and it is the kind of thing that lovecraft wrote would would run you mad out of both sides <laughs> yeah man his two greatest fears <laughs> well i mean look gators are fucking they're just dinosaurs yeah that's basically i mean like 
You got attacked by a dinosaur. Yeah, that's what it is, the lassophobia. Hit that subreddit, dude. <laughs> is that... That's the fear is, of is underwater. That like fear of, oh, is it? Okay, I didn't, even, I didn't know you had a name. Yeah. No, you know, it's funny. You know, you know, real talk. The You know, I ended up getting that fear from a video game, so... That's fun. I mean, that was a scar. That was a childhood scarring moment. Okay, so I played EverQuest, and like, I, I got to tell the story now. Uh, right. So like, I play, I played EverQuest, and I was in the Ocean of Tears. It was dark. It was nighttime. I fell off the boat. Okay, which you know, under normal circumstances, doesn't bother me. You know, because it's whatever. EverQuest. Uh, but then, yeah, EverQuest. And then uh, whenever uh, they're in the Ocean of Tears, it, so it's about, let's say, let's say the the zone is about that big. Okay. Um, there is a uh, a creature called Fadenar in, in in EverQuest, and in his, in his initial inception, he would take up about this. Let's see, about this much of the zone. So the thing is truly fucking monstrous, and he is huge, and he's looks like a giant anglerfish. But the way that the way that the shaders worked back then was that everything was very angular. Don't even say that. Uh, if Neil puts a okay, look, look. If you, if you, that would be that would be a good Halloween prank. If I'm fucking doing this with you, because I look at the screen where I'm looking at the thing, <laughs> and like you put like a fucking little video of Fadedar or or any kind of sea monster rush down me, I may actually break all the shit here trying to get away from it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So for then such he, an idea. so then I, I jump in, I jump into the water, and Fadedar is literally sitting right in front of me, and and it was. It was truly horrifying because, you know, the, like I said, the shaders don't work right. So, like, he's half black. You know, like, he's half, like, completely pitch black. So, it's like, you know, you see this side of his face and just, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> and then, like, my heart stopped. I literally just got up and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I was like, what? God, Jesus, right? What was I, like, 13, 12, 13, something? We were kids. Kids shit, okay? Grimm is, everyone was around for, like, fucking 20, 25 years. So I mean, like it, it's 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 forever old, but you know it, it was it was unbelievably scary, and, and I and I carry that fear today. You know, I mean, it's, I'm still afraid of it. Like we go to the aquarium, and the first thing I do is go boom boom. We're fine. <laughs> I mean, just be look. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I I I get concerned about some things. Like I, you know, like if this glass breaks, I'll push everyone down. Everybody's gonna. I'm die not a big I'm not a big guy, but I know how to use my what weight I do have, and I will. I will get past you. <laughs> I will once this glass breaks and that wave comes down. I will fucking ride your corpse through the exit. <laughs> I'm I am so gone. <laughs> oh man, so we kind of went way off topic tonight, but that's all right. That's kind of what we do. Um, that's, that's true. But we're gonna wrap it up here. We've uh, we've done our ninety minutes. Hashtag corpse surfing. <laughs> the original EverQuest, the original, the original EverQuest right now is free. You can basically play it on your phone. PlayStation 2 was just EverQuest, except for it had a different name too, which is which was weird. And whenever you play the original EverQuest, it was kind of like, like, are any of you people like on the PlayStation version? But then you find out that it wasn't like the same realm, so you're like, what's even the point? EverQuest 2 is great, also free. Their advanced, their alternate advanced system um, has me completely like but fucking like flustered though. It was watered down. Well, it, ha it would have to be. EverQuest is incredibly complicated. It, it remains incredibly complicated. But they've updated a lot of it, a lot of the games. So, like, if you liked it originally, I, I recommend going and giving it a shot. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I know I stepped all over your outro. I'm sorry. No, you're fine, man. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'll just stay here all night. <laughs>
He's gonna fall asleep in his microphone. <laughs> like an old man. Yep, that's my that's my old man sleep. <laughs> well, anywho. I do that my my do that to my kids all the time. I do my old man sleep. They think it's funnier than hell. <laughs> Sean, thank you so much for subscribing to us. Uh if you'd like to yes. join in on the discussion, absolutely. Uh our Discord is down below so you can pop in and say hi and we're always posting shit in there to laugh at and we've got a, a lot of discussion going on there all the time, so please join us. Um We'll see you guys next time. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be doing tabletop, same time. So uh, if you want to drop in and watch that, I don't know what we're doing. It's probably not going to be Munchkin. I think we're going to do uh, exploding kittens, exploding cats. I think. I think that's Kitt what we're doing. Kittens. So. Kittens. What? It's kittens. Oh, it's kittens. kittens. Kitty cats. All right. Yeah, man, you can download a uh, Discord on your phone. So pop on in, dude. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching. Um, have a great night. Bye. This is my dance. This is my photograph. <laughs> Every time I see it, it makes me play. Except in the gulag nest, nothing's fun. <laughs> that's, what, that's what needs to happen. Nickelback gulag. <gasps> that's a cover band, Nickelback gulag. Oh my god, Neil. Oh my god, Nickelback Gulag. Shut, shut, shut up, right? <laughs>